0: Hi friends. This is Wendy Harrup and welcome to the Say Yes to Yourself podcast. On the Say Yes to Yourself podcast, you'll hear stories from women just like us who are adding the practice of saying yes in their daily lives in big and small ways and as a result are experiencing the truth that everybody wins when you say yes to yourself. Saying yes to yourself is a graceful unfolding an intentional becoming of the very best version of you. It is my hope that in these conversations, we are able to find our truth and be inspired and empowered to live our very best lives. I'm so excited to go on this journey with you, and I look forward to finding a bit of our own story in each other's. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am thrilled to introduce you to my friend, Lindsay Tierney. She is an indie hospitality and restaurant marketing executive. She has over 10 years of experience in food and beverage industry. She is the mother of two vibrant young ladies a wife and the quote unquote wacky friend. She is wildly inspired by nature, gardening, and tasty food. And oh my gosh, this conversation was so fun. She, I know her professionally, she's the marketing director for. Um, Nan's Rustic Market, which is in Stowe, which is a neighboring town of mine, and actually in the building that was formerly a bed and breakfast. And that's the only other property in the area that I looked at to purchase. So it was between what is now Nan's Rustic Market and the Phineas Wright House, and you know which one won, But um, I just think it's fascinating to see what came into that other space and knowing that that was exactly the right spot for that group of people and that knowing that this spot is exactly the right one for me. It's just beautiful when you can see how all of that comes together for good. So um, I know her in that professional sense. So it was really fun to talk to her about what brings her joy when she's not at work? And she is remarkably creative and resourceful. And she just shares some of the things that she's discovered and her passion to make art out of everyday items. So I'm really thrilled for you to hear this fun conversation and hoping that it strikes. A creative chord in you as well. Sit back and relax and enjoy the latest episode with my friend Lindsay. Lindsay Tierney, I am so happy to see your beautiful face and I am so excited about our conversation in whichever direction it goes. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. It's
0: so fun. So I'm going to start us off with the question that I um, ask all of my guests, and that is, how are you saying yes to yourself in this
1: season? In this season, I am saying yes by creating. Ooh, say more. So I found that with the work that I've been doing for the past you know, 10 or so years, even longer, I've been creating. A lot but it's been um, you know for for work for (laughs) which I've been blessed that it also kind of um, fits with things I'm very passionate about which is food um, and drink and hospitality Um, but I've been finding myself needing to recharge Mm -hmm. and to recharge my creative Um, I've found myself creating um, with more art so I've been doing more painting um, and creating my own paints. And how do you do that? Um, I do botanical paints. So I make paints with things that I forage or find or flowers that are, um, like spent, um, or sometimes there'll be food scraps. Um, that was actually what got me started was avocado pits. So,
0: Okay, (laughs) my mind is totally blown. I had no idea that that was a thing, or that you did it. So, how? I was. I feel like that was
1: what I might talk to you about. I was like, I don't know.
0: We'll see. It's so fun. See, I love how these conversations go. Okay, so a. I'm not going to say a normal person. I'm going to say a person that is just about their regular kitchen daily lives. Removes the pit from the avocado. I don't even put it in the compost bin because it doesn't compost quickly enough with my compost system. So I put that in the trash, but you saw it
1: and thought, hmm, I think there's something more here. Yes. <laughs> I was Tell like, how that went well. I started researching food waste, and um, that's actually what started my kind of overall passion for this was both food waste and flour waste. Um, and a lot of it was just conversations around like, you know, being in the kitchen and having these little luxuries. Right. So like an avocado is not inexpensive. It's correct $2 sometimes even more. And, you know, I look at those things as little luxuries and how can I, um, get the, you know, maximize it and get, get the most out of it and create something beautiful, um, whether that be using all of the item. So like, you know, your route to leaf cooking or your, you know, whatever, nose to tail, um, or how can I take something from that item and create something different? So I looked up um, the avocado pits and the skins um, just to see what were other uses for it. And it was um, <clears throat> like dye, like na- making natural dye. Wow. Clothing and things like that. So um, what you do is you take a few of the, and I can actually send you some little tips and recipes. Oh,
0: please. Like. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that could be really fun. Um, but you take a few of you know, the avocado pits and put them in some water um, and let them steep and boil down and you'll see that they create this beautiful pink color. Um, and you can dye cotton or any natural fiber with it. So cotton, silk, anything like that. Um, and then through that, I started experimenting with other um, types of plant material and food. So um, certain um, certain plants will hold the color better. Um, and One that I had found while I was out on a walk uh, with my family was uh, black walnut shells. And um, it was getting close to fall and uh, I found them kind of all scattered on the ground. They looked so interesting to me. And I picked them all up and I was like, wow, these are really, really dark brown. I bet I could do something with them. And I forged them um, and then did the same thing by heating them through with uh, water. And um, I actually dyed a really pretty um, fisherman sweater with them and it it was Oh my gosh. On it, you know, it was thrifted. Um, So it had like these little tiny stains on them. And I was like, how can I make this better um, and give it more life um, and bring it back to life? And now every time I wear it, I think of that walk that I went on with my, with my family. So it was this little moment of bringing me kind of back, back there, which is also really special to me too.
0: You are magic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I al- I already loved you so much for just the beautiful work that you do and just the way that you celebrate your clients through your social media status, you're so good at it. It's so engaging. It's so, um, what you do for your clients is really amazing. And I know sometimes when we're doing things that come really naturally to us, we're like, Oh no, it's not a big deal, but you can look at the following of your clients Compared to the following of other people that are up to good things. And the difference is you. You have a gift. And you are not a one-trick pony. Look at you. You can also like find these. You're so creative. And the way that you look at the world is so inviting and beautiful and expansive. And I'm just, and it's all true. And I love this and we must absolutely do a workshop in the barn where you teach us how to do this.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah. I would love to. Uh,
0: Oh my gosh. So you dyed a sweater and what else, what else can you do with this?
1: I mean it's it's unbelievable what you can do because it, you know you think about it and nature's right there. I mean you've got anything that's a natural material you can use. You do have to use a process that's called mordanting, which means that you have to soak it um ahead of time the fabric to get it ready to take on the dye so it will like hold better. Um but it's really easy. You can use soy milk. Um that's yep. Okay, back up. So you,
0: I know, right. Okay. So you went to the thrift store, you found a fabulous sweater yes. and stains on it. You went for a walk. How did the walnut shells meet the sweater? What was that process?
1: So um, that process was taking the walnut shells, putting them into a thrifted pot, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> a bunch of water um, and extracting the dye. So you you heat it, you don't boil it, you just let it simmer and hang out. Um, it's a very like low key and soothing process because you really can just leave leave it there for a few days. Even if you oh, forget nice. about it, it's, it's kind of chill. Um, and then from there, I strained the walnut shells um, and put my treated. So I did treat the wool. Ahead and of how time. did you treat the wool? I soaked it in um, soy milk. As one does. One does, as you do. <laughs> what,
0: what is, what I, is the I, purpose of that? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to extract from the wool? Or what are you trying to interge- in, inject into the wool?
1: You want the um, you you want to interject a uh, protein to bind to it. So um, that's one of the ways that you can do it. There's you know uh, plenty of other ways that folks um, will pre-treat fabrics, um, but that's the one that I use because it it's just easy. It's usually in my fridge. So
0: that's amazing. Okay, so you've pre-treated the wool. You have your dye all ready, and then what? So-
1: And then you place your sweater into the big pot of dye um, and give it a little bit of a mix and let it hang out for a bit. I usually will let it hang out for like 45 minutes or so. Um, And then you'll take it out. You have to kind of squeeze it dry and then let it dry. Um, And then you have your beautiful dyed sweater. You can also you know, darken it. If you want, you can leave it in a little longer or give it another bath, but um, you'll have a, a beautiful brown sweater. Right. It's awesome. I, oh, um, gosh. my, my brother actually had come over while I was doing it. And he, you were cooking your clothes. <laughs> he, he thought <laughs> it was like a character, like Danny DeVito's character out of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> he boils his jeans. It was just like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm making this sweater beautiful. (laughs) Watch me, pal. Watch it. It's like my favorite sweater now.
0: (laughs) It's my favorite sweater now. (laughs) My word. Okay, so what else can you do with, I'm like, I'm going down the walnut shell rabbit hole now.
1: I really started going down the rabbit hole. Um, I made an avocado pit um, baby blanket for my daughter. Um, I did bandanas. Um, then I started getting into silk and I did some silk, um, dyeing and that was with, um, they're these little red bugs that grow on cactus. Oh, you're kidding. Okay. (laughs) They, um, create this beautiful red purple. So I, I made some silk, some silk, um, bandanas with that. And then from there, I was like, I can do a lot with this. I could do, I can make ink.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I could make paint, you know, so then it, it was the rabbit hole. So I, once I started understanding that the pigments in plants and the pigments in some of the food and the products that we see every day can create a medium and create something that I can actually, you know, either paint with or write with, or, you know, bring to my clothes or whatever and create with, I just saw things differently in the world. You know, like when my daffodils dried up, I was like, oh, wow, that'll make a really pretty green paint. You know, oh my gosh, or red roses. You know, there's all all kinds of things. You know, after you have a bunch of red roses on Valentine's Day or something and they start withering, I would always feel a little, you know, wasteful, you know, because it's, it's like it's such a luxury. It's so nice, but how can I extend it a little bit?
0: That's amazing. So, do you do the same thing for? So the flowers are starting to fade. You take the petals. Do you take the whole flower, stem and all? What do you do for the roses?
1: So I've been testing things lately because um, I just don't know what I don't know. Um, right. And, uh, it's not something that has a, a whole lot of literature. There's definitely folks who specialize in it, but um, for me, I will usually take like with the roses, I'll take the whole full head. Um, so it just kind of depends on what the plant is. Do you add anything or you just let it be what it is? Um, you can let it be what it is, or you can do what's like called color shifting, um, which is either having it be more of an acid or a base. Mm -hmm. Um, I have added, um, iron before. So, letting like a couple nails um, just kind of rust in a, a little cup of water. Okay. Um, and you just put that in and it'll shift the color. So it'll actually make it darker. Um, I mean, that's the thing is taking some of those moments in nature and figuring out ways to like, what, why does it happen? You know, what's the reaction that makes it happen? And then how do you apply it and apply it to a project to get your, you know, desired result?
0: It's amazing. I'm fascinated about the ink and paint also. So you have the color. How do you turn it into that different product?
1: So with the paint, you need to do something that's called li- like turning it into a lake, a lake pigment. Um, and that you use um, washing soda in order to like just arm and hammer can get it on Amazon um, and it will react um with the alum that you also will put in it again something that you can just get at like the grocery store or off Amazon. Um and it's not very costly. It's not like a huge investment either. Um sure. start getting involved in it. Um and you combine the two and it has a, a chemical reaction that then settles the pigment like a sediment would. So you you'll be left with um like a clear liquid on the top that will be like you know water. And then at the bottom it almost looks like it's a sand. Oh wow It pulls the color all down, Um, and it's it's a really beautiful process. Um, From there, I put it on a um, coffee filter. Oh, sure, and just let it dry. Um, So it'll dry up and crackle, and it looks like it's from outer space. (laughs) It doesn't look look very beautiful at that point, but um, it's it's interesting. Then you take it and uh, grind it in a a mortar and pestle um, until it's really fine, Um, and then at that point you have the powder, which is your pigment. Um, and you can then use whatever binder you want to use. So if you want, um, to do oil paint, you would do linseed oil and you just mix it together, um, on a, like a glass surface.
0: Sure. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're doing a whole series of workshops. This is going to be so fantastic. I can't wait. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. What other magic do you have up your sleeve? Where did your creative journey start?
1: Um, that started when I was young, when I was a kid. Um, I really liked to write, and I loved poetry. And um, when I was young, my my family owned a a business, and um, I was always trying to come up with creative ways to to boost like the business and the sales, and um, to like help my dad. And I remember seeing my mom um, painting the signs for the store um, that would go in the window, whatever was on sale. So she used to make these pennants and she would just get her ruler out and she had the most beautiful handwriting and, and I just loved watching her paint. And um, it was just kind of a combination of those things as I was you know, growing up. Um, how am I going to continue this journey? And, and each season of life obviously you know, brought me you know, kind of somewhere a little bit different. Um, but right now I'm in a, a place where I feel like that's um, kind of going back to my roots of mm. writing and painting and being inspired by um, indie businesses. So I
0: love that. I love that you're getting to do this while you are young. You know, so many of my friends and of women that listen to this podcast, like we're at the point we're like, all right, I'm tired of doing it everybody else's way and I'm ready to make a change that's about me. And I love the way that you've incorporated these things that are so important to you from your childhood, but you have turned them into well you haven't even turned them you've allowed them to incorporate into your professional career so you don't have a creative side hustle your job is also using your creativity using your gifts and it's in um a genre that is also delightful for you. You love food. You love entertaining. You love hospitality. So being, um, a part of like, and I know your work with Nan's rustic market, but do you have other clients? What do you, are they your sole, um, employer? What do you do?
1: So they are, yeah, they're my sole employer right now. Um, I'm also in the process of starting a, um, a, a business for myself as well on the Good. side hustle. Forget um, about it. <laughs> and um, there's a couple projects that I'm sure I'll be able to kind of chat with you about more when the time comes. Yes. Um but yeah allowing allowing space for creativity, you know, and creativity in the workplace was really important for me. And I mean it took me being in Ultimately, like, I felt like one of the least creative jobs in the world. I was a banker um, yeah. for, you know, six or seven years. And uh, it took that for me to say, you know, I was thinking creatively in my job and in my space still, um, but how can I do a little bit more? It took a lot, a lot of grit. <laughs> right? Because the position that I have now, as far as like being a marketing director for a restaurant group, it it really like didn't exist so much um, and definitely didn't exist in, in the Middlesex County in this area at all. So it was something that really like kind of carved out my path there.
0: I love creating the life you desire. Yeah. That's what I'm up to also. So I recognize and celebrate that in you. It's not, it's not um, simple, but it's 100% worth
1: it. Yes. I agree.
0: I love it. Well, I have loved this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your magic wisdom. I'm so excited to play with you in the barn now and make beautiful things. It's going to be amazing.
1: It'll be fun. Yes. And I'll, I'll send you some, some links.
0: Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much, my friend. Tell everyone where they can follow you and watch your beautiful creations and see what you're up to.
1: All right. So, um, Instagram is typically the best place to find me. Um, I'm at Lynn's Tierney. Um, and then my newest project will be at Emerald Cottage. Very fun. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. As always, any links or notes mentioned can be found at PhineasWrighthouse.com in the podcast section of our site or in the show notes below. And if you haven't connected with me personally, come find me on Instagram at PhineasWrighthouse and let me know you listened to this episode. I'd love to get to know you. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I know your days are full, and I'm really grateful that you chose to spend some of your precious time right here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these delightful conversations. I'll see you next week.